Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we praise your great name. We love you because you first loved us. We magnify you and give you glory and honor. We pray for the Blanton and Fitzgerald family in the loss of Marvin Blanton. He was a high school teammate and will be missed. We pray the blood of Jesus over throat cancer. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue our series on the symbols in the Bible and their meanings. We begin this week's podcast with stars, which means God's angels or messengers. Revelation chapter 1 verse 16 says, And he had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. Verse 20 of Revelation chapter 1 proclaims, The mystery of the seven stars, which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands, which you saw, are the seven churches. My Christian friends, verse 20 is Scripture confirming Scripture as it explains that the stars in verse 16 are messengers. Next, we have the symbols of the pure woman and the corrupt woman. The pure woman was the true church, while the corrupt woman was the apostate church. Listen to what 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, verse 2 says, For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. My brothers and sisters, the heavenly marriage will be between Christ and his bride, the true church. Not the individual members, but the church as a whole. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 25 through 27 teaches, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. My friends, Paul extends the picture of Christ and the church. The word of God cleanses the church to make her holy wrinkle-free, and without blemish. But not so with the corrupt woman. The book of Hosea paints a vivid picture of the people chosen by God to be his people. God tells the prophet Hosea to marry a prostitute. The prostitute named Gomer represents Israel, who turned their backs on God and went after other gods. Hosea chapter 2 verse 5 declares, for their mother has played the harlot. She who conceived them has behaved shamefully. 
For she said, I will go after my lovers, who gave me my bread and my water, my wool and my linen, my oil and my drink. Folks, Israel went after false gods, believing that they supplied nourishment, protection, and pleasure. God would send drought, invasion, and exile to Israel, depriving them of their blessings. Israel had to learn the lesson the hard way, but you have the benefit of learning from their mistakes. It's only when you return to God that He can begin to restore you. The color blue means law, as written in Numbers chapter 15, verses 38 and 39. It reads, Speak to the children of Israel, tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations, and put blue thread in the tassels of the corners. And you shall have the tassel, that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord, and do them, that you may not follow the harlotry to which your own heart and your own eyes are inclined. My friends, the blue tassels were to remind the Jews that they were different in dress as well as in diet. It was to remind them that the commandments that were given to them were to be remembered and carried out. The fig tree is a symbol of a nation that should bear fruit. Listen to Jesus' parable found in Luke chapter 13, verses 6 through 9. He says, A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it, and found none. Then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and found none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well. But if not, after that, you can cut it down. My comrades for Christ, Israel was the fig tree that was expected to bear spiritual fruit to all who came seeking fruit. But in the three years of Christ's ministry, no fruit could be found. Jesus teaches repentance by saying to give it one more year. If it changes and becomes the spiritual nation it was chosen to become, fine. If not, it would be cut down. Honey is a symbol that means happy life. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 7 through 9, Moses says these words to the children of Israel before they went into the promised land. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. My brothers and sisters, the Israelites had wandered in the desert for 40 years, and now they were about to go into the land of contrast, abundant water, which was essential for crops, animals, and human life, 
The land would produce grains for bread-making, fruits, oil from olive trees, honey, and it would produce minerals of iron and copper. This land would produce a sweet, happy life. One of the symbols you may have learned early in your life is the rainbow. It is a token of God's covenant-keeping. In Genesis chapter 9, verse 11, God emphasizes His promise twice, saying, Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. Folks, when God says something twice, it is to affirm or confirm what was already said as fully established and definitely true. Verse 12 reads, And God said, This is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud, and it shall be for a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be, when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. My comrades for Christ, prior to the flood, it had never rained on the earth. You find that in Genesis chapter 2, verse 5. So, no rainbow was needed. Now when the rains stop and the clouds clear away, the light refraction gives us a marvelous display of color. Verse 16 teaches, The rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on it, and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. The rainbow is God's reminder to himself that he would never flood the whole earth again. The rainbow arcs like a battle bow and the bow has been put away. God went to war against sin, and the flood was the punishment to all who did not repent. He is seeking those who would repent in the new world of the descendants of Noah. God offers mercy in the person of Jesus Christ. Will you accept his offer and let Jesus be your savior? Let's pray. Father, thank you for mercy. You destroyed the earth once with water and you will destroy it again with fire. We pray for those who accept a place within your ark of safety, Jesus Christ. We thank you for these blessings in the name of the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, amen. If you gave your life to Christ, email me at hello at greatministries.org and I will give you next steps. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church, send your prayer request, your praise reports, and your comments to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.